You're listening to the Wealthy Future Lawyer Squad podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Klein. I've created a signature coaching program for law students to show you how to build confidence, design your dream life, create wealth, and thrive in law school and beyond. I am here to show you how to work on both your money and your mind so you too can become a wealthy future lawyer. Let's get started, squad. Welcome back to the Wealthy Future Lawyer Squad podcast. I am so, so, so excited to be sitting here with my guest today, Kayla Moran. This is going to be, I say this every episode because I have the best guests. I have the best guests. I love all of my guests so much, but this really is going to be a great episode. We were already like chit-chatting for 20 minutes before we started recording and like mid-sentence, I'm like, okay, I think we should start recording because we have so much goodness going on in this conversation. So before we dive into our our convo and all of our questions that we love to ask our guests, I'm just going to give a brief bio on my fabulous guest, Kayla. So Kayla is a trademark and contract attorney for creators and entrepreneurs in the creator economy. She is the founder of Kayla Moran Law and Connecta Social, and she's also the host of the Let's Get Candid podcast, which is fantastic. It will be linked below if you haven't listened to it definitely, definitely check it out. Um, When Kayla set out to become an attorney, her goal was to become in-house counsel for a lifestyle company. But during law school, she discovered that she could combine her interests and create a career on her own terms, which I love and is obviously the way that I love to live my life. And so it's so great to see someone doing that so early on in their career. I love that. Um, Kayla went to the University of Central Florida And in 2018, she started writing a blog that chronicled her study abroad experience, love study abroad, and law school application process and the law school experience. Um, Kayla went to the University of Tennessee College of Law. And so you move from Miami to Tennessee, which is crazy. You'll have to talk about that. It's (laughs) very different. And while she was in law school, she really learned who she was and the power of following her intuitions. Between navigating post-college growing pains and a full-time course load in law school, blogging was your outlet, which is incredible. Um, You really started to make a lot of friends online, um, people in Miami, New York, and LA, where, you know, so many creatives live and thrive. And after a few years, you you went and you created, you know, your, your lifestyle and fashion content, which is so great. And you had the crazy idea, which is not really that crazy. I think it's actually I think genius. Now it's not crazy, but at the time, <laughs> it's it great, felt yeah. really crazy. Yeah, yeah, it's just crazy genius to combine her passion for social media and legal training and build that into a career. As her community grew, she connected with attorneys who seemed to have the same idea. And you got a lot of on the job experience, you know, working in your clinic and law school. Um, and I love this. This is really cool. You worked, you know, uh, part-time as an influence ma- influencer manager. Definitely want to talk about that. And you wrote an essay on why lawyers were needed in the, cre- in the creator economy with the help of your clinic professor to get published and gain cre- credibility, which is just amazing. All his idea. Amazing. <laughs> so now you have your own law firm. You have your own influencer management company. You have your own podcast. And you're just, you're just blowing up. And it's so fun to see. It's so fun to watch you. So... Welcome to the podcast. I am so excited to chat with you. Me too. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> oh my gosh. So I don't even know where to start because I have so many questions for you and I, I always go through my normal questions, but 
tell tell us how did you get started? What's your story? Where are you from? Tell us all all the things. Law school. Everything. I could talk for hours. Um, so be careful with that. But no, I'm from Miami, born and raised. Um, I was a dancer my entire life, and it's funny. I was always like. Everyone talks about my hair. Like, I have really good hair. Yeah, you have fabulous hair. So people would always be like, what are you using? How did you curl your hair? Where did you get this? How did you Mm. do this? And so people would always ask me about what I'm doing or what I'm up to, especially, like, in college. When I was in college, I was in a sorority. And I was, like, kind of the underdog in high school. Like, no one – everybody knew me, but I wasn't – I went to high school with 3,500 people. So Mm. there was no popular kids. There was no, like, cliques. It was, like, everybody knew everybody. I was one of the dancers, so, like, I was known, but I wasn't, like, the hot girl in school, you know? Yeah. So college was really my time to shine, and I was in a sorority, and I was a junior in college, and it was 2018, January, and I got – I had just turned 20. I'm a November baby, so I had just turned Mm. 20, and I was in a contracts law class because I was a legal studies major – And I get a Business Insider article from my dad that says, 10 things to do before you turn 30. I said, sir, I just turned 20. Relax. (laughs) No pressure, dad. (laughs) Like, hold your horses. But number two was to start a blog. And his whole thing was that was what he wanted me to look at. I love that your dad sent you that. That is so cool. It all started because he was like, you are going to go study abroad. Or I was applying for study abroad. So, like, Mm. we were manifesting that I was going to go study abroad. Yes. And that's kind of the beginning of, like, the manifesting part, too. But... He's like, you're you're gonna probably study abroad. Like you chronicle your trips. Like we always go on these really cool family trips. Mm. Like share your itinerary. Like people always are asking you about where you took that photo or where you got this. So like, why don't you start a blog and share all of that? And that yeah. was the catalyst I for your dad. literally everything else. Wow, um, that's so cool. No, my parents truly like coming from an immigrant background. Like I'm the first born in this country. Spanish is my first language. You know, I I'm the first grandchild's first person born here Mm. considering all of that my parents went to high school here so it's like I'm kind of in between two worlds very similar to them yeah but they have been my biggest cheerleaders but they also know when to challenge me when to be like okay let's hold off on us for this or it's like okay no you're on to something like I joke that they're my board of directors and we had (laughs) a board meeting on Wednesday night last night or last week um with a glass of uh very expensive, nice Napa Sauvignon Blanc. Love it. We were sitting around and we were going through my financials and we were going through like my 2024 goals and I was telling him I hired two assistants. Oh and like, I don't ask for permission. I don't have to. It's my business. But yeah. I like, like. You value their I value opinion. their opinion. So I'm like, yeah. I did this. And I was like really scared to say that. My mom was like, wow. no, like I think like, how are you going to pay them? How are you going to break it down? Like, what are the scope of work? Like, what is all this bad questions? But they were like. Yeah, which is so valuable because then it helps you to kind of yes, think it through. A hundred percent. And so both of them were like, no, like, like that was the smartest thing you could have done for your business. Like, oh I, I really think that was a good idea. And so my dad has always paid my taxes for me. Like, he's always on filing them um, since I was 16. Mm. And my mom is her background is accounting. Mm. So she's like helps me with my books and like all of that. So they work together in that so sense. Nice. And like, I know I'm going to hire a CPA next year for like now 2023 to taxes, like yeah. filing for 2022, because now I have multiple ventures and income streams and bank accounts. And it's harder to keep track than for my dad, who does it for all of us. Yeah. But yeah having had that background, that knowledge, like I know what to look for when I'm interviewing these people. Mm. He likes the girl that I know I'm going to go to. She's been yeah. instrumental in all of this behind the scenes. She's one of my law firm clients, my first trademark client ever. Oh, amazing. And now I'm going to hire her to be my CPA. So like 
it takes a village my whole childhood for sure yeah my grandma lives a block away the house my mom grew up in that my dad moved into when they got married she cooks dinner for us every night and she is my best friend she drove me to school and so like everybody was always a part of my childhood and like they're big part of my life now and my career and like they support me and everything and I wouldn't be able to do it if it wasn't for them yeah that's so huge that's so huge that's amazing and so who was the one that did you want to go to law school did they want you to go to law school what was like the trajectory from when 2018 your dad sent you that was it 2018 you said send you the article and then how did you go from there to to law school teachers I was actually watching a TikTok about Pitbull talking about how his teacher started his career like really gave him the tools to start his career. I'll send it to you. It's really cool. Mm-hmm. But it was a high school teacher. And Mr. Krause, shout out to him, my government teacher. Oh my he was my AP US government and AP macroeconomics. And I failed macro, but I passed AP gov. But that's beside the point. Um, <laughs> I, I love history. I've always loved history. My dad's a Marine. My dad's an Operation mm-hmm. Desert Storm vet. Oh, wow. So I grew up watching the Patriot and all of these movies and I loved them and I would if yeah. I'm, I'm a very curious person and he's always fostered that my dad reads my textbooks for fun so it was like I oh like it. you're curious about that go google it go read a book here's a book here go do this so mm-hmm. it was the that curiosity and so I remember I was going to DC for the first time as a senior in high school I was 16 because I'm a year younger so I was 16 mm-hmm. senior in high school and I was telling my professor now I call him Eric but Mr. Krause I'm going to DC like anything like I should do or see because he went to college in Richmond Virginia Mm. and he was like you have to do all of this so I remember being to see and I bought him like the Declaration of Independence or the Constitution like the scroll and I brought it back (laughs) to him and he was like oh like did you like DC like he like fostered my curiosity Mm. like one day after class like would would you want to like work in DC would you want to live there like what do you want to study do you know yet like you're going it was college admissions season we were applying for colleges it was the fall um and he was like I think like if you like DC and you like history and you like politics like you like government yeah and it was right when we had signed up to vote you know we were 17 going into graduation yeah he's like you should consider law school and obviously as immigrant parents doctor lawyer engineer architect of course yeah so the minute they never pushed it I knew what a lawyer was, but there was none in my family. Yeah. I liked SVU. Like, I knew it on TV. Yeah. And it's still one of my favorite shows. So good. So good. And I was like, guys, I think I want to be a lawyer. And they're like, okay, like, cool. Like, look at colleges that have political science programs, because that's what my teacher told me. Yeah. So I looked, in, and I thought I wanted to go away. So I applied to UNC and Princeton, where, like, my reach schools and then, like, the Florida schools. Minus FSU. I've never liked FSU. Sorry, guys. <laughs> um, but I didn't get into anything. And UCF, I got in after eight days. And they actually had a really good legal studies and political science department. So that's where I went. And it kind of, that was it. Like, I was like, I'm going to go to law school. And they were like, all right, we support you. Like, let us know how we can. Mind you, my parents had never applied to college. Yeah. They didn't know how to read a personal statement or anything. Like, they didn't know. So you were on your own. I was on my own. They were figuring it out with me. And, Mm -hmm. like, my brother and my cousins now, and my brother is, like, friends and, like, girlfriends, like, they're so lucky because they did it with me. But we were doing it together. It was the first time that anybody applied for college in my family. Oh, my gosh. Even though my parents did go to college, but, like, later in the community college first. And then they went to FIU through Miami-Dade. So, like, they did it, but, like, not. It wasn't the full, like, you're sitting down. Not the college experience. Like, I went away. I joined a sorority. I did, like, the American college experience. Yeah. 
And they, they wanted me to do that. They were like, fly the coop, go live your life and figure it out, make mistakes. My parents have been together since they were 15 and 17 mm. respectively. So they're like, do not get into a relationship, play the field, do whatever you gotta do. Like <laughs> go it. be messy and like figure it out. And like, we, we will always be here for you. So that was what it was like starting yeah. like law school was like, I had the idea and they encouraged me and supported me. And when I, a one L in law school came back home and said, I don't know if this is for me. They said, we support you if you're going to drop out, but you will be going to get a job. Like we're not going to bankroll you forever. Yeah. And so what do you want to do? Do you have a plan? And because I didn't know what I wanted to do, they were like, give it a year. Yeah. And let's talk in the summer. COVID hit in March. So I got to come home and that was the best thing that could have ever happened. Yeah. Because I got to come home, which is what I wanted. Yeah. But I, I was, was gonna going ask to ask how, how did you stay in it even though you really were COVID struggling? Yeah. So it really Probably was... because of COVID looking back. But truly, which we'll talk about it, like yoga started becoming a really big part of my life. There was one professor. We call her Yoga Joan. Love yoga this Joan. Yoga Joan. Lo love love this woman. So she is like the crazy... Think of, like, Edna in The Incredibles, but, like, she's from New York. Oh, my god! No nonsense. I love it. And she was she, your professor. She, so she doesn't teach one else. She only teaches upperclassmen. But she made it a point to sit in the commons where everybody eats lunch and walks by and do her office hours mm. in the commons. Mm. So if she saw anybody walk by, she would be like, hi, how are you? Or if she, if she saw you crying or stressed out for an interview, oh. she would check in on you. Yeah. And so one day... She cares. She cares. She cares. She cares. And wow. one day I was having a really bad day and I was crying. I don't know. Mm. I can't tell you what it was about. Yeah. But like... It was law school. <laughs> I don't know. Something. <laughs> I was crying all the time. <laughs> and you know, and I, she sought me she was like, hey, are you okay? And mm. I said, no. She said, do you want to talk about it? And, like, she got up. We had, like, couches oh in the gosh. back. So we go sit on the couch. And she – I cried for two hours oh. to this woman that I did not know. Yeah. And – She wasn't since, your professor. She was, I she was just I was there. I wow. I didn't know her. She wow. She's like – I knew I was going to do the business track, so I knew I would have her next semester. Yeah. Or in the, in the fall. Yeah. But I didn't know her. And I had heard of Hemingway. Like, Hemingway being, like, she's the girl for – anything corporate finance, real estate mm. finance, tax, business association, she's your girl. Wow. So I was like, I she's someone I want to get to know at some point in the future. But I yeah. didn't know her or think I was going to get to know her yeah. yet. And, like, I was yeah. like, I don't even know if I want to be here. So, like, I'm not going to go up to this woman who is, like, incredible and be like, I don't know what I'm going to do with my life. But I kind of ended up doing that. Yeah. And she was like, I teach yoga for free. I give you guys mats. I give you guys blocks. Just I need to get up from the desk and behind the screen and stretch one yeah. hour a week. So I bring, I invite, I started doing it here in the commons. We move the tables and like come to yoga next week. Wow. And she would send a massive email at like 5.30. It was at six. So at 5.30, she would get a campus-wide or like law school-wide email, like yeah. come to yoga. Would a lot of people go? It was like a good, anywhere between like five and 15 people. So like a decent amount. Nice. Depends on like yeah. what studying is going. And like she would yeah. do a finals or midterm week, mm. like on the reading day. She would do an early morning. Mm. So it's like, you're already going to be here. Yeah. Don't say you can't do it because of exams. Like, come do it now. And that was her whole thing. So I started going Amazing. to yoga. And if I would miss a day, she's like, we missed you. Aww. Or like, why why weren't you there? Are you okay? She would start yeah. checking in on me. And then when she was actually my professor, even more so, I had now reasons to talk to her even more. And yeah. so that was the beginning for me of, like, yoga manifestation, med like, 
figuring out who I really was. And it was her and my professor, also named Eric, Professor Amarante in the clinic, Mm. who he was the one who helped me write this paper. And it was his idea to write it because we had to write a thesis to graduate as a graduation requirement for my school. And I remember he asked a question of, and so like I stayed because she believed in me. This professor believes in me. And then we had a class called Lawyering and Professionalism which was a 1L course. It was like a half semester, so seven classes only. And the dean would teach it. Mm. And he, his whole thing was like, one of our exercises was building a five-year plan and a 10-year plan. Really? And that was our final exam for that class. I was. love that. We definitely never did that so in law school. So I can't find this document, and I'm really upset. Because oh. I would love to. I have to yeah. ask him. Maybe if I see him at homecoming, I'm going to ask him. Yeah, because I feel like you need to see what's already He's retired, happened, but where like, you're going. So he doesn't yeah. work at school anymore, but I'm pretty mm. sure he'll be there. So like, I'm going to try to ask him or see if Hemingway can find a way to get it. Yeah, I love that they did that, though. That's something I do so in the law school whole, blueprint, because it's like, if you don't know where you're going, how can you visualize yeah. what's next and so the it's decisions kind of, to yes, make? Very, that's when we talked about the blueprint and like how yeah. like that, I started doing it for myself. Maybe, I don't know, maybe it was this exercise, but his whole thing is him and Hemingway started the Institute for Professional Leadership. Mm. So that's what this class like fell under the curriculum of. Very cool. And doing this five-year plan, I remember it was torts review day, final exam, Mm. spring semester. Or no, fall semester. And um, I had just met Yoga Joan like a couple of weeks ago, and I was running to the bathroom between, like, during the exam review, and professor or dean blaze stops me in the hall and i was like okay i was just reading your your report and i was like oh cool i was like gotta go can i like do you have yeah. anything else yeah because he was like coming up the stairs he didn't even fully get up the stairs he was like still halfway on the stairs and i was like mid-run like you're like what is I'm going on like, to go can I, yeah, can I go? he was like well i was just gonna email you but like since you're here and i was like sir i'm in the middle of an exam review like can you just email me? And he's like, no, no, really fast. Mind you, this was like a 10 minute conversation. This was not fast. Oh my gosh. Um, I'm friends with professor Barton now. And I told him after he's like, that checks out. It's fine. Um, but he was like, I, you're going to go a really long way. Like, I'm really excited to see what you do here. So wow. like having, cause he knew that I had been struggling. I'm one of three Hispanic kids. There's only 10 black kids mm. in my class out of 126 people. Like, yeah, they kind of know who's struggling. Yeah. yeah. That's the cool thing. One, Southern hospitality, but also it's a very small school. Everyone kind of knew that everyone, like, who everyone was struggling and, like, what was going on. Yeah. And so he was like, I'm, I'm excited. So it was like him and Yoga Joan truly were like, all right, I'm going to, and my parents are like, I'm going to give it a year. Yeah. And then meeting Eric. So we can join clinic our second semester spring. So I applied for the clinic, even though I didn't have the grades, but because of Hemingway and Eric had already mm. met me at a volunteer event yeah. a couple of months before I got it to the clinic, nice. even though I didn't have the grades. Yeah. They and saw the potential. They saw my potential. Yeah. And the first question he asked me, and it changed my life, and I talk about this all the time, was what kind of lawyer do you want to be? What kind of clients do you want to have? Mm. I'm going to tailor your clinic experience to that as best as I can because oh it was the entrepreneur clinic. Yeah. So he could get clients of everywhere Mm. so I told you I got a 501c3 client and that was my big project of the semester but he also he was like I I'm gonna give you this one but I will all like and that was a team client like a project with another student one of Mm -hmm. my friends and but we also got individual clients he's like I'm gonna give you this big one and like you're you guys are not gonna get two or three big ones you're gonna get this one big one because it's a lot more work but I'll give you some fun ones and he found me a mom influencer who had a trademark and 
that oh the USPTO needed her to send in a new specimen. You're gonna give me chills right now. And so that was the, I did, he was like, do you know what the USPTO is? I said, no. And he said, do you wanna learn what that is? And I said, I think so. <laughs> and we would meet once a week and we would, wow. he taught me everything. And so that was the beginning and that's why I stayed. Mm. And I remember telling Dean Blaze, and by, mind you, his last name being Blaze is the funniest thing. <laughs> but this, he's a grandpa, like 60, 70 year old man, white hair, but he has hiked the Appalachian Mountains like 300 million times. Like this guy Oh my is, God, what a badass. He's a badass. <laughs> That's amazing. All these people are badasses. I'm like, why are you in Knoxville, Tennessee? Like, <laughs> okay. Probably um, the hiking. <laughs> I don't know. The nature is beautiful. I'm excited to go back, but I didn't really quite understand what I was doing in Knoxville, Tennessee. But, um, I remember telling him and to my parents after COVID, we were back in school. We were hybrid. So I had, you, you ultimately did end up going back. Yeah. Okay. I went home. So fall semester, we were hybrid, like depending on the professors and like we had to wear masks in class, but like mm. it was like spaced out AB day type situation. Okay. Spring semester, all my classes, all my professors chose to be online, but clinic. Mm. So even though my classes I didn't go to school during the week. I went yeah. to school once a week for my meeting with Eric and clinic, um, which was, I was like, why am I here? Like it's January and no, I don't have to be here for class. Yeah. But like, I was like, no, I want to go meet with Eric once a week. So yeah. like I, I stayed. Yeah. But if I you hadn't been there, you wouldn't have gotten that. No. That experience. And so I remember telling all of them separate conversations, but I'm pretty sure they all talked about it. Yeah. Um, do you want a, Doc, a lawyer or a daughter? I remember asking because my mental health was on the mm. toilet. I was in a really dark spot. I had mm. no friends. My health was failing. I was like struggling mental health, but also like physical health. Yeah. And so I, I was just in a really dark spot and I had no friends. And so I was like, do you want a daughter or a lawyer? Mm. Because if you want a lawyer, there will not be a daughter. Like mm. I won't make it. Yeah. What point in, in law school was this? This was 2L year. Okay. And 2L fall, spring. Spring, I finally, like, got my head out of my butt and figured it out. And this is the where truly the vision boarding and manifestation and my exercise that we've talked about came in. Yes. But yes. that fall semester before clinic, clinic changed my life. That question yeah. that he asked me was the beginning of me being like, oh, I can make my own path. I don't have to do big mm. law. Okay, cool. So 2L yeah. fall, I was failing, and I remember telling all of the – Failing school and also, like, we got put in a remedial – I got put in the remedial course because I was, like, flagged as, like, not going to pass the bar. Mm. So needed to do a remedial course. And I was I, – I yelled at a professor in front of my entire class because I was like, mm. I don't like that everybody knows I'm in this course, that you should have not sent it in an email. Right. A mass email. You should have sent individual emails to the people who need to be like, oh, so we are going to know we're in there because we're going to see each other in that class. So they class. sent a mass email to everyone. These are the students that have to take a remedial course. Pretty much. And then people wonder why law school is so toxic and why there's mental health oh, issues. Oh, Professor Barton, the guy that I left the class for 10 minutes when I went to go to the bathroom and they stopped me. Professor Barton, also an incredible human. Love him so much. His wife's actually the mayor of Knoxville, which is really cool. Oh, that is cool. Um, So I've been to the mayor's house, which is fun. That is um, But... He was, like, to the dean who was interrupt, who, like, I was yelling at in front of everybody. Yeah. He was, like, that's enough. Like, she, like Kayla, you can go outside. Like, take a breather. Like, you make, yeah. like she needs to stop. Like, mm -hmm. I got it. Mm -hmm. Um, But I remember telling all of them, like, if you want a 
lawyer, like, I will not make it. But if you want a daughter, my grades might suck, but at least I'll graduate. Yeah. Yeah. My goal is to graduate. I want to walk across that stage. Yeah. And I graduated with a 3.01. I was 107 out of 120 in my class. By all intents and purposes, I failed. But first of all, that's a B. So that's yeah. stupid. <laughs> Second of all, <laughs> I was the only graduate who Dean Blaze hugged when I walked across that stage. Oh. And it's on video and it's really cool. But every it. time he would see me after that, he was like, no, of course I want you to be here. And my parents obviously said that. And everybody yeah. said that. Um, every time he'd see me, he'd like fist bump me or he'd go like this. Pew, pew, oh my gosh, like, I love it. This man. <laughs> Sir. So cute. And I ended up becoming the president of the Lion Law Student Association. I mean, there wasn't many of us. <laughs> but like because I had to work closely with the faculty because of that, like I yeah. got really close to him and like other faculty. And then things started getting better for me. Yeah. But I had these key faculty members under my wing yeah and I helped run the institute for professional leadership I wrote blog posts for them and so I got to use my experience with blogging on a professional level and like I was like lawyers were reading this in the community and Eric was like why don't you use your thesis and publish an excerpt in the Knoxville Bar Association Journal like it's Mm. not a law review article but like you're not an academic writer and you don't really need to be Right. But you could write in the practitioner's journal. And, like, that's going to get a whole different set of eyes, the eyes you actually really want to be on. Right. And so I met a lot of attorneys through being the leader of the law and law student association and going mm-hmm. to, like, the diversity events. I helped start a pipeline for diverse, um, like, scholarships into law firms um, with one of the big law firms in the na- in the city. Um, so, like, I got to do a lot more stuff because of being president yeah. and being close to that community. But it was – also that paper that got me in the door and like I got to be part of the Mm. diversity in the bar associations committee where I got to meet the dean of the other law school in the town other professors practitioners who were all committed to diversity I got to meet Arab lawyers Chinese lawyers like other lawyers and I was like wow there is minorities in Knoxville like that's really cool why is it not in the law school yeah which is interesting (laughs) but the dean of the other law school became my like KBA mentor so like I got to know Mm. him really well um, I got to have a DA be a mentor. So cool. So like I got a lot more community exposure. Yeah. And like that became my outlet, community service. I got involved with actually she's still my mentee now. She's a junior now. She's a sophomore in college. She's she just got her green card a couple months ago. I helped her write her personal statement and her resume and her application mm. for college because her parents couldn't help her with that. Yeah. And so now How she's full circle is that. It's really That's cool. So and cool. so she's like, I got a job like first time all her jobs were under the table you know she's a waitress yeah and so when she got a job at I forget what it is she's like how do I open a bank account oh my and gosh. I called my mom and I said mom like I want you to meet my mentee and like I want you to walk us through opening a bank account and like yeah. where should she go and like how she and like my parents have like helped her with this and like they haven't met her actually but my grandma has talked to her like whenever I, she called me and I was in the car with my grandma one time and like so like it was really cool like she's from uh Guatemala and so I don't know it was just really nice and when she called me she's like I got my green card I was like oh, I can't relate to that experience because I was born here but like yeah. I'm so happy for you and so like that was like my between blogging and being involved in the community like I wasn't part of the popular crowd I wasn't friends with everybody in law school I mean everybody knew me yeah I was infamous but I wasn't popular <laughs> Um, but yeah, that's really like 
all of that was propelled me. I was like, okay, I don't have to do the big wall thing. Like, yeah, this trademark thing sounds cool. Like, I'm getting brand partnerships because I'm starting to talk about my loss experience on my blog and Instagram, and like yeah. people are asking questions. Like, and Let you me were learning to this. What I'm hearing is you were learning how to build these strategic relationships and partnerships. Obviously, to propel your career forward, but also just people that you liked. You know, you liked the professor. You, as a human being, you liked the dean, and they were willing to help you because yeah. you you built that relationship with them, which honestly is the most important thing, in my opinion. Grades are not as important 100%. as that. It's about the people that you know, the people that are in your corner, and people that you genuinely can form a connection with. Not just like I want something from you. One hundred percent. And so amazing. that was actually Professor Hemingway. Like I still, I, so Eric, I call Eric cause when we were in clinic, he was our boss. So he's like, you are the attorney, the student attorney and I'm mm. your boss. So like, it's a little bit like more informal in that sense. Yeah. Yeah. But like Hemingway, I still feel weird calling Joan. Like I call her yoga Joan to be funny, but like to <laughs> yeah. her face, I still say Hemingway. Yeah. Um, but she runs inst- or did run the Institute for Professional Leadership at the time. Mm. And she was like, I want you to write a blog post and I want you to talk about whatever you feel called to talk about. And I talked about networking, how to network and what the power of networking was. Mm-hmm. Because like you said, the strategic partnerships. And again, I don't have lawyers in my family, but my dad works with a lot of attorneys by the yeah. type of banking and finance that he does. Mm-hmm. A lot of it is commercial loan workouts and bankruptcy. So there's a lot of attorneys. Yeah, And yeah. so anytime there was an event, I would tag along or I would go to dinner. So, and so like I knew well, I worked at a law firm prior to going to law school through what my, like I did bankruptcy, like as a law clerk mm. for Very six cool. months between college and law school through my dad. Yeah. And so he was like, you are a connector. You're really good at networking and Just fostering connections. Just such a valuable skill. And so that's what I wrote about. I wrote yeah. about networking and how I literally, it is online you can find my pitch template of how to cold email or cold LinkedIn mm. somebody and ask to get virtual coffee with someone or in-person it. coffee if like you're in the same town, but yeah. it was COVID. So like virtual coffee. Yeah. Um, but like honestly now the cool thing is through virtual coffee, you can get coffee with anybody. Yeah. It doesn't matter where you can meet at. someone in anywhere in the country or, or the world. Yeah. So, so cool. that was, yeah, the strategic partnership thing like that. Yeah. I, the career that I have is because of that. Yeah. And tell us, so how did you get into the influencer space? I'm so curious about this. Just through blogging. And then I started, like, I really don't consider myself an influencer up until I was already in law school and it was COVID and Mm. everyone was sharing. Like, it got, it wasn't curated anymore. Everyone was saying sweatpants and, like, their coffee. and Everyone wants to see what's really going on now. I was like, okay, cool. Because before it was, like, super, like, fancy and, like, pretty and, like, yeah. I was like, I'm in school all day. Yeah. Like, and people were craving, like, they wanted yeah, connection. Yeah, I don't have anything to share. Yeah. So now I could. I was home, Zoom mm-hmm. school of law. Yeah. Like, I had a lot more free time, really. Yeah. And so I started sharing more about my outfits and what I'm wearing that day and, like, my makeup and my hair and, like, where I'm getting coffee and all of this stuff. And I started sharing it. And my, it was my mom's suggestion. Mm. My mom still quite doesn't understand what I do. But <laughs> she does more so now, like, that's been years. Yeah. Um, it's such a new like, concept, she also, you know? If you tell her business terms, she gets it. If mm. it's not in business terms, she doesn't understand. <laughs> so now that it's a business, she gets it more. But she was like, you know, you keep writing all these really good blog posts, but, like, you should cross-promote them on, like, your Instagram story, like, or mm. post a post on your feed every saying, like, I wrote a new blog post about this. Go read it. Your parents are really smart. I see where you get it from. They're, they're very savvy. Yeah, it's 
my dad is my mom is not book smart at all she's street smart yeah my dad is a little bit of both but it's mm-hmm. my dad is the curiosity aspect so I have that yeah um and I have my mom's like no nonsense no bullshit like she wants something go get it attitude and if she doesn't want something she doesn't do anything like she just like I don't want it um so Love I'm like it. really good about that like if it doesn't feel right to me I'm like mm, no I'm good and I get that from her. It's good that you have that early in yeah. your career because it took me a long time to learn that. Yeah, I get Very that from her. Time. But it was her that she was like, you should start posting it. And so little mm-hmm. by little, other law students or people wanting to go to law school started following me. And so I kind of became like a law school blogger. But like I didn't want to be just a law school blogger because I never wanted to be just a lawyer. Yeah. So I still did yeah. the fashion and travel and beauty when we could travel again. And, you know... If there was something going on in the world, I talked about it if it was important to me. And I started connecting with these people who were following me. And that's really how I became an influencer. And I haven't worked with a lot of brands, but a few brands would reach out to me every mm. once in a while. And, like, I would get contracts. And I knew that I could negotiate them Yeah. because I was in law school. And I remember having a big deal. It was a $1,500 deal. It's my biggest one. And I remember going to Eric's because I was in clinic at this point. And I said, hey, I got this contract for this brand partnership. Could you help me review it? Like, I want you to look at it, like, be my lawyer and, like, review it for me. How I thought I knew to do that, mm. because I was in law school. Yeah. Otherwise, I wouldn't. Right. And Right. He, Most people who are content creators, influencers, they yeah. don't ever think about the legal side unless something goes wrong. Yeah. So he was like, yeah, I'll help you review it. So we, like redlined it and back forth he's like you should talk about this like fix this da, 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 da. and so I did it and it worked out and then I was like we were brainstorming my paper like what was I going to talk about yeah and I was like I think I like I had I remember walking to his office one day it was a Tuesday afternoon 3 30 was our meeting and I walk in buzzing I had I was like I have this really crazy idea he was like what and I was like okay hear me out <laughs> but I really love to be like combine social media and law like I like you know how you help me read my contract like what if I was that for influencers because yeah. I am an influencer but I'm also gonna be a lawyer and my job was a 2L I was 22 and I was like I'm gonna be a lawyer and I want to do this and he was like no I don't think that's crazy so another time that someone was like, I support you. I think that's a good idea. Because and then how many times do people claim. say like, oh, are you sure? I don't know. No one else is doing that. And then sometimes people just stop there. All the time. And usually it's people having your best interest at heart, but they just are scared. So it's amazing that he did that. Yeah. That moment was huge. Pivotal. Yeah. yeah. Maybe you still would have went and done it, but having someone. No, I don't a, think I, I you don't honestly, think so. if he hadn't. I was working at an insurance firm. So totally different. I was doing personal uh, personal injury and property, first party property insurance. Totally different. I would have done that. Yeah. Even if I wouldn't have been happy. Mm-hmm. And like I probably would have, like again, through my dad, I would have gotten a job at a firm. Yeah. Doing bankruptcy probably. Yeah. Where did you find the confidence to to go off on your own? I mean, obviously you you were already garnering, you were, you were gaining the experience in law school, which is great, and even before law school. But where did you find yeah. the confidence? So it took me a lot longer no, to find so it. <laughs> like 12 years. It's delusion, which is funny because it's a trend right now. But no, like it was straight up just delusion. And again, like with my mom, like 
it's funny because I have a lot of I have my insecurities. We all do. We all do. But I it's have, what we do with them and how we yeah, but work with them and I've work always, to overcome them. I've always been very outspoken. Even if I'm wrong, I like defend it to the death. <laughs> so I just like come across very confident, and it's the way I carry myself. And I was a dancer. The, the poise, the discipline, you know, yeah. not slouching, like chin up. You know, my mom always in photos, chin up, chin up, chin up. And so like it kind of like I think like ingrained itself in my brain. Mm. Um, I'm taking a lot of notes on your parents because this is a lot of how I want to be as a parent for my yeah. my little boys. Um, I mean, there's some not so great parenting moments in of there course. as well. <laughs> of course, there's always going to be the good and the bad. Um, but no, honestly, now that I'm a little bit closer to that and wanting that as well myself, I'm like, no, I'm really lucky, and like my parents did really, really well. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it was like this. Like, I remember. So going back to the like, if, do you want a daughter or learn? Like, I had faced a really dark time already, a couple of times. That was the one that truly scared me, and it scared my best friend in law school. Mm. I will never forget. He's not one to pick up the phone. Like, you have to call, text a hundred times. He's busy. He's watching sports he's with his friends he's studying like he's not on his phone he's not and I guess I must have really scared him one night Mm. and the next day he like calls me he was like we're going to brunch at 11 o'clock be ready I I don't know if like he's like I don't know if you're hearing this I don't know what's going on but like I don't do anything we're going to brunch Mm. and he sat me down and this was the second time. He's only told me I love you twice. That, the first time was fall, t- my first semester, October, literally four years ago, around uh-huh. now. And he said, because we had date, we were talking, and then we realized, like, no, let's, like, we're better off as friends. Yeah. So he was like, he turns to me, he was walking to my, me to my car, he grabs my shoulders in the hall, in the, on the street, and he's like, I love you, but like, I can't handle this right now. Like, mm. but like, I'm always here for you. I love you. Oh, wow. And it was too much for him. It was too much for him. But he's like, but I'm still here for you. And I still want to be here, but I can't be here th- that way. Yeah. And I, and I was hurt, but I was like, okay, I understand. Yeah. And like, after a few weeks, we like shook it off. We were good. And then this time, a year later, a year and a half later, he was like, I know you think that no one wants you here because everybody kind of, already like knew that I wasn't going big law and like I was everybody found out about my blog I didn't keep it secret but I didn't tell it people either people had found out about it and you know high school drama and so so silly and there was boy drama and like it was it was there's a lot of I remember there was was more drama books yeah in law school there was more drama than college in, in my law school, I'm like, what is going on? No, We're bad. regressing. No, like, what is happening? It was so bad. I can tell you so many stories about that. Mm. Um, but he was like, I know you think that other people don't want you here. And maybe they don't, but I want you here. Yeah. I yeah. love you. I want you here. Mm. And I was like, you never answer the phone. How do I know that? He was like, but I'm here now, aren't I? Like, I want you here. He just kept repeating, like, mm. I want you here. And... So it was, like, those, like, little moments of someone else believing me. Like, I always believed in myself. But I really struggled with the fact that it seemed like nobody else did. Yeah. And so, like, it was just, like, this delusion of, like, I've I've seen some shit. I've been through shit. But I'm still here. There's a reason why I'm still here. This is where all that starts happening for me. 
of like I'm gonna be unapologetically myself. Yeah. And like you don't have to like me. I don't need you. Yeah. But if you wanna be in my life, I will love you hard. I think that's a very healthy way to approach it. And besides besides yoga, what other things helped you to kind of get through that time, that really hard time in law school, which I know so many people who are listening go through too. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't even that consistent with yoga. Like I would go once a week, like, and sometimes I would miss a week because like studying or finals or whatever. Yeah. Um, but it is amazing. Even, even, you know, occasional just, yoga or meditation yeah. can help so much. To completely, I really, I can remember vividly up until then, but from there to like graduation, like I really don't know. Like it just mm. like, the, the first half was so transformative that like from then on, it was just like adrenaline. And I just, I got through it because I knew I needed to graduate to get to where I wanted to be. So I just yeah. buckled down and did it. Yeah. And I was working. And so this is where that exercise that I've told you about was happening and like vision boards starting to kind of become popular at this time like mind you we're like two, it's 2021 covid like we're finally coming out of covid and like everyone's going to life again and like so many new companies are being formed people are quitting jobs left and right and like everyone's like figuring yeah. out who they are and what they want this it's been such a time of transformation for so many people and it was for me too and it was I, a rough time but it was also yeah. it cultivated this yeah and i remember unique environment it was around then and I remember, I was like, I'm 23 now. Where do I want my life to be in 10 years? How do I want my life to look? How do I want it to feel? What do I, mm. where do I live? Who am I with? What mm. am I doing? What are my hobbies? Do I have kids? What do they do? Are they in soccer? Are they in dance? What does my house look like? Where do I vacation? Like, I started yeah. getting really, really clear on like 33 what am I doing? Who am I? Where am I at? What does my husband look like? What does he do? Like, not again, not that these are like, by this age, I have to be this. And by and it wasn't that. It was more so of like manifesting, vision yeah. boarding. Creating like, a vision for your life. And even though, even if those exact things don't happen, it's yes. starting to put the wheels in place for the life that you want. And yeah. this shit works. Like it works. I look back every year it and works. I'm like, oh my no, God. It, 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 it so All the things I wanted are happening or better. That was three years ago. Yeah. I'm turning 26 next month. I was 23. It works. It does. You know, I have seven years now until I'm 33. And like, there's still so much that I haven't done that was on that plan. But a lot of things that I didn't even know about at the yeah. time. Like, it's, it's, I have a lot of. If you would have told me a year ago that I would start a firm, I would have said, you're crazy. It's so me. It's amazing. But that I, I have it. theories. I think some of it's just practical. It's once you know where you're going, then you can take those steps and you feel confident. Life. Yeah, you reverse engineer. And then I do believe a lot of it is putting it out into the universe, putting out that energy, telling the universe what you want and matching its energy. I like yes. I can go real woo-woo and I can go real practical because we're it's, attorneys, we're both. analytical, but, but it's, it's both. both. It's both. It's both. You still have to take the steps. You yes. can't just lay on your couch and be like yeah, I manifest it all. Okay, that drives me nuts when people are like, you know, I'm just going to pray and like, it's going to, like, yes, that's, you have to do that too. Yeah. But you also have to do something about right. it. Inspired action. You have to take the yes. action in your life to make it happen. It's not just have, like, the Like, what's the Blair Waldorf quote where she's like, like, I don't, 
I don't know what it is. So she's like, we're not the type of people who just like sit around and make it happen. Like, yeah. or wait around for it to happen. Like we yeah, make, it, make happen. it happen. Yeah. And that's my mom. That's my dad. Yeah. Like yeah. they came from nothing and they have built all of this on their own. And we talk very openly now about money and finances and everything in our family. Like we know where the wills are. We know what we're getting. Ugh. We we know no one does. That's amazing that you do. That's amazing that you have that. those conversations. Um, and you know, and as we're starting to build generational wealth, now that we're able to do that, you know, we're and I'm gonna multiply it, and my yeah. brother's gonna hopefully also multiply it. He's a little younger, but like he can and he yeah. wants to. And so we we have those conversations, and it was like, I just I I got very very clear on like that like what how are knowing that it has to be someone who can fit into that who also has those ambitions mm-hmm. and like is going to allow me to do all those things yeah that and goes to the practical it's like are you gonna so we're talking like romantic relationships are you gonna put yourself in a relationship that isn't achieving where you want to go like if they're not fitting it then it's like oh that's no. a whole nother podcast we, <laughs> yeah. we but well I, th- I think this leads to like really good into my my next question how have your views towards money and wealth changed from law school to now and what was the biggest mindset shift I feel like that question fits in perfectly here so i remember actually this one day i forget what year i was could have it might have been two or three l probably because it was related to like you guys are going to be making a lot of money when you graduate and have big law jobs so they brought in someone from uh i don't know if it was charles schwab or one of those like one of those investments your law school did that yeah wow your law school did a lot more than mine did as far as like planning for your life and career i think they could have done a whole lot more but it was a good start it was a good start because mine didn't do anything like that. no absolutely it was a really good start and actually one more thing about the mental health aspect that they did that i think is really cool that i would love to go back and do with more schools and it's something that hemingway and i have talked about and eric and i have talked about as well but they brought in this woman from i want to say it was charles Schaub or i don't know one of those and she showed us like an amortization chart mm. and like how much you sh- can invest now and what it'll be like in 10 years and like helping them like so eye-opening when you just see it's so simple yes but until you see it you don't realize and like the magic of it and all of these things like I remember seeing that in her presentation and like talking about 401k and like retirement planning and like how much you can invest and what you'll get and like learning about stocks and like mind you we had learned about stocks in like business associations but not like us owning stock right right. ourselves and like us and private investments not just doing it for our clients and like so that kind of thing and once you make it you make it easy you realize it's it's not that complicated but everything that she said I remember calling my dad afterwards and being like this happened today and like everything she said I knew because of conversations you and I have had and I remember I got a job at 16 and the I had to pay all I had to pay was gas, but I got a credit card. I got a student credit card, this Capital One Journey, mm. which is I now have the venture, but it was it's the same like account. Okay, um, so you were able to start building credit I, really young. at sixteen. My yeah. mom was like, so my cousins have credit cards under tied to my aunt. My mom, we're not tied. It's our own. We started yeah, with zero. So smart. And my actually, my brother has a better credit score and higher credit limit because he has less loans. And I'm like, this is rude. Um, you don't use the 20K limit that you have. I mean, I don't even use the 10K limit. So, yeah. like, why do you need 20? Anyway. Right. Um, my Hopefully mom and I talked it. about this yesterday. I was really salty about it. But I found that out because my brother was like, 
can you use your credit card? I said, no, you have a higher credit limit. Like, you, you bragged about it. Now you can use it. Anyway, um, but I was 16. I got a credit card. And like every month they would tell me like, okay, how much did you spend a month? Pay it off mm. before you can. And so I got in the habit of doing that. And I, before I went to law school, so I had to, so even before that, college was paid for. The deal was we will pay for undergrad. You have a 529 plan and you have Florida by Futures. They got 75%. And I applied for scholarships, and I really get any other ones. Um, but you, we will pay the difference. Mm. College is free. They paid for my sorority. I worked in college, some part of parts of it. Like, I was an intern for a senator, so, like, I didn't make any money doing that. I was a hostess at one point, and I didn't work my whole first year because of the transition. And they allowed they, – they took that on upon themselves. They paid my rent the whole time, all of that. Yeah, but that's amazing. But they said – but – like I paid my groceries they gave me a budget and then once I started working they took away that oh I only got $30 a week instead of like the $300 a week that they were giving me the first two years because mm. I was right now I was working yeah and I it was $10 an hour like it wasn't anything crazy but like they <laughs> taught me how to do it and so like yeah. they paid rent which was six fifty a month which is unheard of oh my gosh I know I um, was like I think it was like 700 with like utilities and stuff can't get that anywhere now no. <laughs> not in South Florida no <laughs> Not even in Orlando where this was. Yeah. Um, but, th- like, I stopped. I had to pay groceries now. And I, I've always paid my gas. And I only got $30 a week allowance at that time. And But they said, like, we'll pay for undergrad. But if, if either of you want to go to grad school, it's on you. You will be taking out loans. So when I got into law school, I chose Tennessee because they gave me a fee waiver. Well, so I applied because they gave me a fee waiver. Like, my legal studies department brought mm-hmm. a group of schools in to do, like, a private tour or a okay. private fair. What's a fee waiver? Um, so it was free for me to apply okay. to law school. Okay. And out of the schools that I applied to, I got waitlisted at UM, then I got in. I, I got waitlisted at FIU. I got waitlisted at Baylor, waitlisted at Wake Forest, denied from everywhere else. I got into Stetson, and I got into University of Tennessee. Stetson and Tennessee gave me the biggest scholarships. I only truly got into three schools. I could have made a phone call at FIU and gotten in, but I was like, I don't want to... I, I don't want to go to school and walk, be able to walk home. Like, I, I need to not be home yeah, for school. Yeah, do something different. So that's why I didn't go to UM and I didn't go to FIU. I Wake Forest wasn't going to tell me anything until June. Too late. I didn't want to wait. Yeah. And Baylor, same thing. So I was like, all right, Stetson or Tennessee. And Tennessee gave me the most money. I nice. visited the school. I met – she's my best friend to this day. Fellow Florida girl. She's black, also a minority. And, like – we hit it off. Like at Admitted Students Day, she gave me my tour, and the, mm. we were laughing. She was already a student there. Yeah, she mm. was a three. She was two L then, gonna be a three L. Mm. So I only had her for one year, and yeah. not even because COVID, but like she's like my. I'm seeing we're going to homecoming together. Aww. She's my best friend, and so we like we're giggling the entire time. I'm like, oh, like I like you. Like I, I, if I come back, you're like we're gonna be best friends, and 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 it, it did. But um, that's how I got there. Like they gave me the most money, so that's why I went. But yeah. I still have to take out loans. So my parents sat me down. They're like, okay, now that you have – so you worked – I was working a $20 hour job for six months. So I had got a taste of now money. Yeah. And they're like, okay, you're not to scale that back because you're not going to make any money. But, like, let's budget and let's create a budget. How much are your monthly expenses? Mm. So your parents sit down and actually did that with you. Oh, I have a wow. Excel budget spreadsheet. That's awesome. And I, I literally – 
board of directors meeting last week, I said, I hate you guys because now I use Excel for everything. <laughs> and I don't I know even I do know too. how to use Excel. I do too. That's my byproduct <laughs> of working at Deloitte for one year. <laughs> I was like, I don't even know how to do this, but like... <laughs> I love this board of directors thing. I'm stealing that too. I'm stealing so much from your parents. I'm like, this is great. Well, that was me. I jokingly called them that. Like that was... But like, we just would always have business meetings. Yeah. They get home from work and they tell each other about their day. They know about their coworkers. They know what's going on. They know about the projects. They know everything that they're doing in each other's lives. So like... Now that I'm also working, they ask me and I bring up things. So like that's kind of how it becomes like yeah. everybody talks about their day and what they're doing. And if my brother's home or like he has something going on, like he also contributes. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so we set, set a budget and I my expenses, what they were. And he's like, OK, so how much times nine months plus a little bit less for 12, the 12 months. So it was extra three because you'll probably you'll be working in the summer. How much you need to borrow? You did this before law school. Before law school. Wow. And when I was home after one all year, or one all fall, we did it again. And after, in the summer when I was working, That's after incredible. I had been working, I saved up money from my job, you know, then we did it again for two all year. And so yeah. I knew how much I needed to borrow, and I borrowed only as much as I needed, not so maximum. Smart. I did not lump sum so borrow smart. or anything like that. So I actually didn't, I only borrowed, so I took out the three federal loans that you get from the school that the school gives you from the government, and I took out two private loans. I didn't need to take out a loan three all year. Wow. Because I had saved up enough, to, and I was working already mm. that year that I was able to cover my ex- monthly expenses, and still, I was only saving maybe 150 bucks a month, but, yeah. like, that's fine. Um, that's amazing. So between scholarship, budgeting, and then saving, you you should be in pretty good shape then with student loans, because I know I have a lot of friends who have, like, 200000 yeah. No, 250. so I'll be super transparent. I only had 86600 Yeah, that's really good. For three years of law <laughs> school, and I'm down to 80 Nice. Because I use my rent payment. Yeah. Because I live at home and don't pay rent. Yeah. I've been paying that towards my loans. That's great. And that's manageable. And I mean, doing, it's still a lot of money, obviously, lot, but, but it's manageable But for what sure. I've been doing is I'm paying Especially as, as you make lots of money in your law firm. And also as an entrepreneur. Yeah. And yeah. Um, I talk about this with my friends a lot, and, like, you know, they, they they joke like first of the month they're paying rent. I'm like I'm paying my loan. Like I'm doing it too. Um no, but that's smart. Um but I pay the highest in de- high interest at first, which is the private ones. I'm not touching yeah. the federal ones. I did the income based repayment plan. I'm not yeah. due to pay that for a year. Yeah. But I will once I clear my private loans, I will start using that rent money towards 401k and my Roth IRA. Yeah. And then anything additional that I have outside of my saving goals a month, I will now put towards the private ones and start lump something when I can. Hopefully get rid of that sooner. Yeah. Um, Obviously, like I know you can buy a house with student loan debt, like they factor that in. But if I could minimize that and put down more than the FHA loan and, you know, comfortably cover my closing costs and like all that stuff, like. And, like, my aunt's a broker. So, like, I've also had a lot of those conversations with her. Yeah, that's helpful. And, like, so I'm very lucky that my family is very open to these conversations and we're very transparent with money and, like. Yeah, that's huge. There's no hiding the ball. Like, I know what my parents' net worth is. Yeah. Like, that's huge because you're, you are going to be able to already and in the future avoid so many of those struggles of people trying to figure it out because you've already had someone help you. Yes. Which is amazing. Yeah. But it also sounds like they didn't just, like, hand it to you on no. a silver platter. They're like, make your budget, do your thing. Do no. And even if they did give me money, they, like, not that I had to 
pay it back. But like, yeah. but they you they helped you to understand the value they, of it. Yes. They weren't just like throwing money at you, which Never. you don't learn anything from. Like that. I had an allowance, but yeah. like it wasn't. But like, you were earning it. You were but doing. But I was things. earning it. Yeah. I was. I I've worked since I was yeah. 16 years old. Yeah. Um, with the exception of my first year of college and my first year of law school, I yeah. have worked every single year since for 10 years. Yeah. And so the way my relationship with it has changed now is it's like almost bad how like excited I am to like log into my Excel every day and like not every day, but like weekly and be like, how much did I make this month? Yeah. Where are my expenses going? Like it's like a yeah. game. It's like almost a game. And I'm like, no, this is not monopoly money. But like, <laughs> but I it's get fun so and excited. it's you have a good relationship with money. Yes. The way that you like when you open a bank account or you open your Excel spreadsheet, whatever it is, and you look at that money, if you look at it and you're anxious and you're mad at it and you're like, oh. I don't have enough of you. I hate you. Like this sucks. Like, how are you going to make more? How are you going to draw in more money? Yes. And again, that's somewhat woo-woo, but it's also practical. No, if you're just mad at money, then you're not going to be thinking creatively and abundantly. Yeah. And how can I create yeah. new streams of income? What else can I do? You know, what other ventures can I start? Like your yeah. podcast. I want to hear about the podcast, which we didn't even yeah. like talk about. There's so many things. I feel well, like we so, could literally talk for no, four hours. So it's funny, like no with lie. the money thing, like I got a huge, one of my management clients has got the biggest partnership she's ever had mm. and she's like I've been working with you for two years like thank you like this is why like that's amazing and she works at a big four like this is a side mm. job for her so cool. she doesn't need this but the fact that she's like I'm able to do this because of you yeah and like we'll talk about that but like all of my clients work somewhere else or our students like they're all yeah. concentration is a side hustle for them yeah. that now makes some money and they're it's their passion projects and that's I strategically pick those because they are a lot like me in that sense. Yeah. But anyway, when that check came in, well, it's still clearing. It hasn't even cleared the bank because it's like so much. My bank is like, wow. Amazing. Um, but I remember texting my parents and I was like, I have a group chat with my parents. I have a group chat with my whole, my brother and I have a group chat with like the girls in the family. Like, we have a lot of group chats. <laughs> and I texted my parents' group chat and I said, guys, I've never seen so much money in my bank. That's a lot. My savings is, but like. That's my but savings. But just coming in and that's it's my like savings. hitting. Like, that's not, yeah. It's mine, but it's not mine. Like I and I right. I don't think of it as mine, you know. Yeah. But this is like, I mean, I have to pay her and then I get to keep my 20%. But like, oh my God, I've never seen and they're like, that's Oh amazing. my god, how much? Like, I'm excited. Like I want and they're like Aww. excited about it. And when I told them, like I screamed when they we we agreed, like, email, like, all right, now send me the contract. I screamed and I remember. And my parents like, what just happened? <laughs> my dad, my mom was at home. And I was like, guys, like, I just got, and, like, so now they're, like, they, like, my mom's like, ooh, money. I'm not going to, I want to talk about money. How much money is in your bank account? Like, they ask me. They want to know. And it's not, like, a give me money. It's, like. Yeah. My mom borrows money from us and then pays us back with interest. That's amazing. Literally, my mom's like, hey, the other day, I'll be transparent. She goes, can I borrow 7K? And I was like, for what? (laughs) She goes, I need to do this. And I was like okay, that's fine, but, like, when are you paying it back? She said, I can give it back to you in, like, 10 days, and I'll give you 100 bucks in interest. So I made like, 100 done. bucks. Yeah, done deal. I made, I think it was, like, 500 because she owed me $500 for something else. So I was, like, I made, like, 500 bucks that day. That's amazing. I was, like, like it's a good day. I'll take, I'll take it. My dad is, you guys love are it. ridiculous. Like, you guys think it's Monopoly money, <laughs> but it's not, it. but it is. Um, are there any books that you really love about money or that your parents have shared with you or that have helped you – in your personal finance journey? So this is funny. I love to read, but I only read fiction. 
Mm. I only read like Y two like oh, I say Y two K Y A romance <laughs> novels. Like I read like escapism. Yeah. Like I am not reading self help books. I feel you. I'm in a very fiction phase of my life right now. I go through phases. I and want, right now it's I, fiction. I wish I could, but like. I just read like Business Insider or Bloomberg. My dad watches yeah. Bloomberg all day long. So I like watch Bloomberg with yeah, him. Yeah, I heard you say that on one of your episodes that he watches it during lunch. I'm like, that's a really good idea. I, I like that. Also, their interface is so stressful to look at. There's so much going on on that You're screen. Like, what like, is happening? Do, where do I look? I know. I, I was on a call with a financial advisor once and it was like in the background and I'm like, this is a lot. Can we turn that off? I, I can't focus on you right now. I'm like, <laughs> they're flashing and I'm like, what is breaking news? I'm like, what is happening in the world? Um, but yeah, news is intense. It's so, a cortisol spike for sure. No, like, I can't I, that's why I'm like, are you okay? Like, <laughs> sir, like, do you need, like, you're, he mutes it when he has a phone call and then he, the minute it's off, he turns, I'm like, you're addicted. breathe, breathe. <laughs> you're addicted. Um, no, so he wants me to read Think and Grow Rich, like Napoleon yes, Hill, like so always. Good. It's so good. Um, it's so basic. Yeah, but, it, but no, but people Outlier. don't know it. He wants me to read. Oh, Outlier. I haven't read that one yet. Um, his favorite book is Catcher in the Rye, and I have not read that. I never read it in high school, or To Kill a Mockingbird. I don't know what my school was doing. <laughs> um, like the two most important like high school books, That's and so I funny. didn't read that. I don't know. I read Rothering Heights. Like, not that I learned anything <laughs> from that. Um, or like The Death of a Salesman. Like, why did we read that? I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. Um, it's just so but boring. I'm right now. So Art of War. Mm, and That's a good one. I'm right now trying to read 48 Laws of Power. Oh, I haven't read that one. It's so Outlier, 48 Laws of Power. Okay, I'm adding, it's I'm on adding my them to my list. To read. I, I've gotten like two chapters in. Mm. And he every couple weeks, he was like, so how far to I'm like, I haven't. Sorry. Yeah. He's like, I have business books on my nightstand that have not been touched, like about my law firm and how to manage it. And then I have The Housemaid and The Sequel, which are really good, by the way. Like, they're, like, thriller books. I'm, like, I'm going to pick that one up. <laughs> the Spy Who Wore Red. Like, that's, like, my mm. – like, it's on my book. I have a couple – like, actually, I have them on my notes. Let's see what I want to read. Have you read A Court of Thorns and Roses yet? No, I keep seeing oh it everywhere. Oh, my gosh. Everywhere. It's so good. Um, I did not think it would be my genre because it's, like, kind of, like, fantasy fairy-like. Yeah, and I'm, like – I, to be honest – I don't think I'll like it. So that's why I didn't I, think I would either, but my book club, everyone was like, you have to read it. And so I'm now I'm obsessed. So on my list, Big Magic is also on my list. Mm -hmm. I haven't read that Jay yet. Jay Shetty's The Eight Rules of Love. I love Jay um, Shetty. Atomic Habits is on my list. That's a good one. Um, Yeah. So there's there's a lot I want to read. I just, if I, like I read contracts all day. So if I'm going to read for fun, I want I it to I feel be you. I feel not you. work. Or, like, business or, like, self-help. I'm also a talk. Like, I I want to have a mentor yeah. or be a mentor. It helps you to kind of think things through I process and get those it. ideas. I get to reflect on how far I've come when I'm yeah. helping someone or I get to learn. And, like, so I get my best, like, education in that sense mm -hmm. through mentorship and yeah. connection. Again, yeah. That, that to me is how I learn more so than reading in a book. Yeah. Because then it's like, yes, it's there's some of them are very, very helpful and very great, but you still have to implement them. Yeah. Whereas I want to know how you implemented it, mm -hmm. not what you did. I want to know yeah. the behind the scenes, the ups and downs, what it's, really didn't work because it's individual. Yeah. It's so funny you say that because my law partner and I, Kristen, were having that conversation earlier. She's like, I love when people say, I did this and I, I did like I got to these places. But she's like, but how? I want to know how you did yeah. it. How do I do that? You know, it's it's not just the what you did. It's yes. it's how you got there. Yeah. Okay. We're getting to the end here. I have one more question for you. Where can guests find out more about you? All the socials, your podcasts, 
I know everyone's going to want to follow you if they're not already. Yes. Uh, Kayla Moran, it's Kayla with three A's and Moran with two N's. Um, Okay, I'm really annoyed by this. There's a girl, her name is also Kayla Moran, and she doesn't use it. Oh my gosh, like, can I have it, please? I've emailed her or DM'd her, and she won't, I'm like, I will buy it. Yeah. And she won't answer. I don't, she literally doesn't use the account. She doesn't go on it. Oh my gosh. It's like, that's like so annoying. 2017, there's nothing on there. 2017? Yeah, oh so God, I'm like, right. I just, because it's like, I was about to explain, it's like three A's, two N's. <laughs> but if you find, look me up, Kayla Moran, everything I do is linked on there. Podcast has its own account. It, Law Firm has its own account. Management Company has its own account. And I have a blog, KaylaMoranBlog.com, and everything is pretty interconnected on there. Yeah. We were talking, I think this was before we started recording, how you have different ventures, but they're all so interconnected. They complement each other. I mean, obviously, you have a law firm where you work with creators, and you yourself are a creator, so you know how it works from the legal side and from the actual like content creation influencer side. The podcast is amazing. You, If you haven't listened, definitely check it out. You have so many cool guests on there. And I love yes. how you talk about your life and you just make it like very fun and like approachable and honest. Yeah. It's really – I enjoy listening to it. I've been thank listening you. to it a lot. I'm like, so this my is dad, really good. I love it. Thank you. My dad is the first person to listen to any of my episodes. He listens Aww. to me in the car on the way to work. And he's like – Dad. He will always be like, oh, I like this person that on. Like, I, do you know her? How do you know this person? And I'm so like, cool. I got to have lunch with this person the other day or like whatever. Um, so yeah, that's my goal with the podcast always is to like, I'll I'll tell you how the name came about, which Brady, my law school best friend, who was only told me he loves me twice, um, was (laughs) instrumental in this. Um, but the whole goal with the podcast was always to have, like, I was noticing that I kept having these really cool mentorship connection calls because I would, I went through a phase of like, well, LinkedIn is still my favorite social media platform. Really? Really? And I was actually, I have it on my to-do list today to do a TikTok on how LinkedIn is underutilized in Mm. law school. But I went through a phase for a while, two all three all year, of just every day I would spend an hour or like at least 30 minutes on LinkedIn going through my post, liking them, commenting, connecting with people and Mm. setting up calls. And that's where the pitch email came and I like perfected it. Yeah. And... I was like, I'm getting to have all these really cool conversations, but like nobody else is getting the benefit. Like, I want to start sharing them. Podcasters, I was listening to a lot of podcasts. Yeah. So I was like, how do I start a podcast? Like, I didn't know about it, but my friend did. And my friend had a podcast and she had a podcast network. She's like, okay, she's like really knows what she's talking about. And she's like, it's cheap, like it's free. Like all you have to do is this. And so I didn't tell anybody, but I started a podcast. I I created the Canva logo. I did a photo shoot for the podcast in in April, but like for the first year and a half, it was just like the Canva logo. And I, but so I had the idea in like the fall three or summer three, I remember it was like August, 2021 is I had the idea. And for two months, it would keep me up at night of mm. like, I know I need to start this because yeah. I know I need to share these conversations. And I have, I had a list of people I wanted to have on. But I was like, I don't have a name. Like, how am I going to do this? Once yeah. I found out how to do it, my questions were, what am I going to call it? And what am I going to do when I have to take three months off for the bar exam? Yeah. And I told my parents about the idea one time. There's still no name. And they're like, no, I think this is a really great idea. Like, I think you should pursue this. But my question is, bar exam, what's going to happen then? And I yeah. said, I'm going to batch record during spring break. And maybe I'll get an editor at that time. 
to handle those episodes, all I have to do is like my hour break, like after dinner break would be mm-hmm. doing the intros that week. Yeah. Um, and that way, like it's not so unmanageable. All and right. so I, that is how I ended up doing it. I still have my editor today and like, she is the love of my life. I, mm. I love her. I, she's the best. She lives in Canada. She does her, she created her own freelance agency. I love it. Doing podcast and video editing and she's the best. Um, but the name, so every, for like two months I was, I could not sleep. I had every, I would wake up and I'd be like, oh, I want to have this conversation. I want to talk to this person. Let's do this. And I just like, what am I going to call it? And like, I, and I knew the vibe I wanted it. I wanted it to be like that phone call, like fly on the wall into this really cool conversation about things that maybe you don't know how to have that conversation or who to reach out or how to reach out to somebody. So I'm going to have those conversations and you get to listen to them. And so like, I didn't have like, I'm only going to have women because there has been men, mostly women, but there is men. Um, I talk a little bit of everything yeah and I'm not afraid to talk about topics my own experiences in my own life like the beginning is always my life update and then I jump into the episode and the word candid came to me but I still didn't know what I was gonna do with it and I remember one day it was a Monday night and I texted Brady and I was like, are you going to be at school tomorrow? Like, what time are you going to be at school? I need to talk to you. Because we didn't have classes together anymore. So, like, I really didn't see him as much. And I was like, are you going to be at school tomorrow? What time? Where are you going to be? And as I'm texting, he didn't answer. So, in the morning, it was like, why I was at school at 8 a.m.? Can't tell you. (laughs) I was going up the stairs. And right when you turn in the library, it was the reading room. And he was right there. So, I'm turning upstairs. And as I'm texting him, like, hey, are you here? Because he ends up saying yes. I was like, I asked five questions. <laughs> yes, answers zero. <laughs> I said, where are you? Are you here? And I, as I send, I look up and he's staring at me. <laughs> and I was like, oh, perfect. I have a question for you. He's like, what? I have five minutes. <laughs> I was like, because he was taking antitrust. So he was like, I'm busy. <laughs> and I was like, I really want, like, I want to start a podcast. And I was like, oh, you'd be good at that. I was like, okay, cool. Thanks. Not the point. I need a name. Like, can you brainstorm with me? He's like, I literally have five minutes, Kayla. What do you want? I said something with, like, I really like the word candid. Like, I gave him, like, the spiel, like, the vibe, this. Yeah. He was like, I, and as I was saying, I wanted something with candid. He goes, let's get candid. The Brady name You're is like, not oh, me. Oh. I was like, oh, I like that. <laughs> and I That's said amazing. candid, like, right at the same time. And he was like, there you go. <laughs> and it, it wasn't this monumental thing. He was like, okay, got to go. Bye. Talk to you later. <laughs> You're like, thanks, Brady. I'm like, <laughs> oh my gosh but that's how the name came about and like as for the business ventures natalie was she's the founder of rella co-founder of rella and she's the one who has the podcast and told me about it and i started doing influencer management under her Mm. and it was spring break 2022 and she was like you're the one who runs this whole business would you want to do it and take it on and like make it your own business and i will give you everything like i don't want to do this anymore because like i'm Mm. focusing on the app Mm. and like investors and like all this yeah and I like was like well I don't have a law firm job I don't know how I'm gonna do with the bar exam but like I don't want to give this up like I enjoy like I had two I had three clients but like two of them like they're still my clients today yeah and one of them being the girl who got the big big paycheck oh nice and so I've been working with them since 2021 and I was like 
all right, I kind of, I, I want to, but like, I can't give you a, she's like, no, no, you don't have to say anything right now. But she's like, thought I would let you know. Yeah. And she calls me. It was like a random afternoon. She's like, hey, do you have five minutes? I said, yeah. She was like, do you want this business? And I was like, okay, hold on. <laughs> so my parents get home. Like, I think, no, it was a couple days later. And I, before I was leaving for spring break to go back to school, I was like, so Natalie, like, brought this up. And, like, I don't know, like, what do you guys think? Again, board of directors. I was like, what do you guys think? Yeah. And they're like, no, like, you enjoy it and like, you're good at it. And, like, it is related to what you want to do. So, like, you don't have a job right now. Like, do it part-time on the side. And, like, if you get a job, like, you can, like, disclose it. Or at the time, you figure out, like, how you want to play it out. And I said, okay, so, like, I think I'm going to do this. So, ultimately, I said yes. And then we didn't start it until September. Um, so that kind of worked out after anyway. The bar, but yeah. me and her agreed. Like, yeah. we're going to keep the conversation going throughout the summer, but, like, I won't do anything with it until September. Yeah. When I got back from my bar trip and all of that. And so that's how that happens. And then through there doing brand partnership contracts and me talking about that on TikTok, a girl reached out to me and was like, hey, like, we just started a marketing agency and we get a lot of influencer contracts and, like, it's just too much volume for us to handle. Like, could you review it? And that's how I got my first law firm client. Mm. And then I was like, oh, I guess Amazing. I had already thought about I had already, I was like, okay, I think I'm going to start a law firm. But I didn't know, I wanted to do just trademarks. I invested in a course to do trademarks. My parents gave me the loan for it. And by the time that I could pay it back, they're like, no, just keep it. Like, it would have been a loan if it didn't work out. Because it did, like, just take it as a gift and, like, don't worry about it. $3,500. That's amazing. Um, And, yeah. So that was how the law firm, like, I knew I was going to start a firm, but I thought I was just going to do trademarks. And this client came to me, and they're still with me today. Um... And then my bar trip, funny, like, talking about budgeting and money, like, I wiped my savings clean. I left two – I had – when I graduated law school, I had 10K in savings. And mind you, I've doubled that now, which is really cool. But um, I had 10K in savings, and I spent 6K on my bar trip plus 2K that I spent while I was in Europe for three weeks. So I bought myself a graduation gift and, obviously, food and drink. Yeah. Um, and I remember crying to my mom at, when I came home. I was like, oh my God, I have no money. She was like, you worked since you were 16 and you paid your bar trip 100 for, we gave, I think she gave me $500 to spend. Mm. Like, while you were there. Yeah. They didn't, they didn't pay for it. It was all me. She yeah. Like, That's something you should be really, really proud of. And I was like, yeah, you amazing. know what? You're right. Like, I, AK, AK yeah. I, my yeah. bar trip. By myself. And you'll and make I, more? And you're and making I, more? Yeah. And I yeah. lived my best life in Europe. Yeah. And I fell in love with an Italian soldier in Europe. <laughs> um, true story. Kind of a joke. Um, but, yeah, no. And, like, th- that mindset of, like, I, and my mom's m- mindset, too, with money. She's like, I'm going to spend it now because I can't take it with me. Yeah. And, like, you're going to make your own. So, like, I'm going to spend my money. I made it. So, like, it'll come back. Like, money comes yeah. back. My dad's like, that's not quite how money works. Like, you need to know where it's going. But, like... Also, okay, but again, I support it's the practical you. and the woo-woo when they come together. So they're like that with money. My mom is the perfect. My marriage. mom is the, the like woo, and my dad's like, hold your horses <laughs> with money. Um, but same thing. Like we have a lot of goals and like plans ourselves as a family with our money and real estate and investments and businesses we want to get into. Yeah. And I have them for myself as well. Um, so like my relationship with money has changed, but it's because my relationship with myself and like 
how mm. I want to show up in the world has changed. And, like, yeah. I got really clear on that vision. And, like, like I said, seven years away. And, like, yeah, it's closer than I think. Like, I look at myself three years ago and where I'm at now, I would oh, not Oh, and trust me, imagined. it flies by so fast. But I also wouldn't have imagined where I'm at right now. But, like, I – it's funny because around that time, I started getting this feeling in my gut. I think I've told you this, that 25, 26 was going to be transformative for me in my career. Yeah. And it, it so far has been, and I know it will continue to be because I did the, the board of directors meeting last week to know where 2024 <laughs> is going to look like and what year 26 for me is going to look like. And I'm starting to get the feeling that 27, mm. 28 is going to be family and relationships for me. I love and it. I already plan to buy my house at that time as well. Oh my gosh. It's just going to keep getting better and better. Yeah. And I know everyone's going to want to follow you, follow along on the journey this is this was such a great conversation. Yeah. I really appreciate oh, we can you keep going. coming on. I know, I know, I love it. But seriously, thank you no, so thank you so, so much. much. This was so much fun. I know people are really gonna get. I say again, I say it every episode. So much value, but so many. I feel like you gave so many amazing tips about networking and money and the way that you approach your life and your business. This was this was excellent. Thank you, thank you no, for coming thank you on. So much I for appreciate it so much. It's amazing.